Hey y'all, welcome to Creatoring. It's been a while. Uh, I know some of y'all were here when we did the holiday special a couple months ago. And some people have been asking, where are new episodes? Where are old episodes? Where are any episodes? Zach, Courtney, are you okay? Guys, where are you? I'm scared. Look, um, there's been some stuff going on. I've been struggling with some anxiety issues and stuff, I guess we could call it that. And um, the world is in whatever mess we're in now, here in April 2020. And just some old episodes slipped through our fingers. Sorry, guys, that we've been gone for so long. We, um, we're going to catch back up. I've got about six episodes sitting in the reserves that we need to finish getting edited that I think we're going to be really excited about to get to you guys. And we're going to start recording new episodes again this week. Just want to let you guys know that before you listen to this episode, because we recorded it last July. Sorry, Ryan. So sorry. Uh, We get into some topics that were really hot back then that are still relevant enough, I think, to entertain you and stimulate your brain while you sit at home and try to not start drinking at 11 o'clock in the morning. Thank you for sticking around, for continuing to support us, and to reach out with your questions. Like I said, there'll be more episodes soon. And on behalf of Courtney and I, we love and miss you. podcast where we talk about people that make stuff and how they make stuff and why they make stuff and is stuff worth making i think that's what we do i'm zach (laughs) i'm courtney maybe (laughs) hey courtney at least we'll waste our audience's time for about an hour (laughs) yeah (laughs) at the very least and they can pretend to make stuff while they're listening yeah i don't do you still make stuff occasionally like fun stuff i'm thinking about making badly drawn portraits of animals because yes. i want to draw animals better and make some money off of it maybe people will buy it i think you could probably make at least 30 dollars off of those there we go and i'll be better at drawing animals the only person i know who's any good at drawing animals is shauna lynn and um, adam rourke he's one of the best designers in atlanta and there's like how many people actually design in atlanta there's only like two people right most of television <laughs> i don't know like most of our friends. Yeah. Most of... Does Aaron Draplin live in Atlanta? No. He's there all the time. And enough people down there rip off his work, it's like he lives there. Yeah, I've seen his NASA shirts around that were not made by him. <laughs> the space shuttle. Matt Dawson doesn't live in Atlanta anymore, so it's less cool. But Austin is a lot cooler now because of that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what else is not that cool? Tell me. Wilmington, North Carolina. Because this guy named Ryan used to live there and design stuff, and then he moved. Yeah. And the whole hurricane last year, but that's a different topic. subject. We'll see about this summer. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't think I know what place is cooler because Ryan lives there. Where did you move to, Ryan? 
I'm in Cincinnati now. Hi. Hey, Ryan. Hey. This is Ryan. Ryan Payne. <laughs> How's it going? It's good, man. It's probably a lot hotter down here than it is in Cincinnati. Today it is. Yesterday and the previous week it was not. Was... What has it been up there? Uh, 90s. Okay, but what does it feel like? Yeah, okay. Well, the humidity is a little bit less up here. Just a tiny you... bit. Are there mosquitoes? There are still mosquitoes. Uh, we do get our yard sprayed for mosquitoes now, which we didn't do in Wilmington. Also, technically, I live in Leland, so I don't think that Leland's lost or gained anything. <laughs> <laughs> there is an Aldi there now. There is an Aldi. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have an Aldi in Cincinnati, so it's like, you know. Plus, you probably have a Target. Oh, Target. Oh, I, have a, I have a Target less than a mile from my house. I have to drive 40 minutes to Target. Yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> I used to live five minutes away from one. It's really super nice. Yeah. When we lived in Alpharetta, Georgia, there was three Targets within 15 minutes of our house. Oh, wow. And, you know, then there's the nice Target and the Target you try to not go to because they don't have the stuff you need. Mm -hmm. It's You know, this is like the most bougie conversation we've ever had on this show, I think. <laughs> But I would seriously go there for therapy. <laughs> just walk oh, around yeah. the aisles after work. Just sit down and meditate. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> you go in the home. Chip and Joanna Gaines section. Mm -hmm. Yes. And sit down in the middle of it. Grab a beanbag chair. Yeah. yeah. You're good to go. Incense sticks from the home goods. Yeah. It's right there next to the Chip and Joanna Gaines section. They've got all the moleskins you could ever need. <laughs> um, I wonder how many people listen to the show have no idea what mosquito spraying is like. Like, do they bring the big truck to your yard or are they going around with the little pump things? Because down here in Southport, there's just a big, it almost looks like a garbage truck that just drives by and sprays. It just shoots out of the back. Is there a siren? Into the ditches and stuff. Nope. It just goes really slow and just sprays right into the ditch. Huh. Yeah. I, and everybody's like, what are they doing? It's like, oh, they're killing mosquitoes. I think like, someone goes around in our yard, but I'm never home when it happens. So I don't really know. But if they're so just, just spraying it in our front yard, that does me no good because <laughs> we're always in the backyard if we're outside. Right. Anyway. I think that's chemtrails and, you know, gay frogs and all that stuff. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It's the mosquito sprayers that they're going to kill us with. Yeah. Killing mosquitoes. Take over our brains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do you, did you move up to Cincinnati to be closer to family? Was it for work? What's up? I did. So, yeah. Um, well, I was at Untapped there in Wilmington for a long time. You were one of the founders or there from really early, right? I So, in Wilmington, we were originally a company called Next Glass. Okay. We, we did wine and beer recommendations. And we had a very large cross-section of users uh, who were also using Untapped and wanted to get their ratings from Untapped into Next Glass so we could give better recommendations. Um, we eventually just sort of started some conversations with untapped and we ended up merging. Um, but I was an oh. original employee at next class, uh, okay. in 2012 or 2013. I can't really remember right now. Um, anyway, so I was there for, for a good bit. And, um, you know, we have, my wife and I have two little girls, three and one. So, um, we were away from all of our family. Everyone was up in the Midwest and Cincinnati is where my parents are, which is where we evacuated to during the hurricane. Okay. Um, we really just 
ended up liking it a lot. Um, so we decided it would be uh, cool to move here, and here we are. Um, usually, usually you hear people leaving Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati is very underrated, guys. I don't yeah. know if you know this. It's a really cool town. Um, I Tell love it a lot. Uh, there's so for one, it's uh, got a Target. We yeah. for, for one, there's a Target. Do you have a Chick Fil A? And a movie theater. There's a Chick Fil A right next to the Target. <laughs> what about yeah, a movie theater? That's there's a movie theater the five more minutes down the road from Target. But is a movie theater that's been updated since like 2008 and charges more than five dollars a ticket? It's brand new, guys. A brand what? new movie theater. What's that? <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. More about that. Yeah. I don't know if the majority of our audience feels the way that we do, Zach. Or at least for me, I'm like, I have yeah. to drive 30 minutes to go to the movie. Yeah, we're, ta- we're talking about basic amenities yeah. in a typical town. There's a movie theater here, but it doesn't have, like, whatever the newest, where they download the movies. They're still running it, like, on reels. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Well, you're not that far away from Wilmington. No, it's like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, that's a little long to drive for a movie, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you have the basic amenities. <laughs> we have the basic amenities. Basic Chick-fil-A, oh. Chick-fil-A Target movie. Okay, so I'm weirdly excited about a particular chain of gas stations in Cincinnati. Called, Which one? It's called UDF. Um, long name is United Dairy Farmers. <sighs> okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I just realized when you said this that I have this weird fascination with like cool gross, like gas stations. Yeah. I don't know why. Wawa. Yeah. Uh, that's everyone's is Wawa, like in Delaware right. area. Yeah, I love Wawa. Yeah. Or we, even Sheets. Sheets is nice. Yeah. Sheets is nice. This isn't that. It's just, okay. it's just a nice gas station. Again, living in a more rural area, <laughs> having <laughs> any like kind of decent gas station close to your house is a good thing. Pretty nice. Uh, um, we're really not giving North Carolina a good name here. No, Raleigh's it's beautiful great. here. Yeah, it is. yeah. there's I beaches mean, and mountains. The beach. Yeah, the beach is great. The beach, you can't beat that. Uh, but yeah, UDF. Yeah. They started out as like only they did ice cream, like back in the at the turn of the century, and so it's like a. Cent- Wait, hold on a second. We're old now. Yeah. So, do you, which century? Which turn of the century oh, yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. The oh God. One? Right. No. The, the, no. The nineteen hundred. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of heritage. They've been around since two thousand. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's let's visit that again for a yeah. second because that was twenty years ago. Oh man. Almost. Yeah. We're four months away from that being twenty. The turn. The last turn of the century being twenty years ago. I think you're well in your rights to use that phrase for 2000. <laughs> yeah. My kids keep asking me like how, why I grew up with black and white TV and stuff. Seriously? Yeah. I'm like, you did? Come. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I'm just 1984. Gullible. Like, why do you have an old TV? Yeah. Okay. It's just to make my kids suffer. You can't let them get too comfortable and happy or they'll never respect you <laughs> so only the original atari yeah if they're lucky yeah they have to use the keyboard to <laughs> see dos run oh man the turn yeah. of the century okay so the turn of the century yeah well, 1900s i mean they only served ice cream now i'm just depressed though so I, yeah. i'm not sure if we can <laughs> Yeah, they were like an ice cream company. They delivered ice cream and made ice cream and sold ice cream. 
and now they're a gas station. That's really about it. <laughs> they have a fantastic ice cream selection though. Still, like it's very, like they have all the UDFs have like a little ice cream parlor on the side. Yeah, it's really nice. Can I say I like their logo a lot? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's very retro. <laughs> very retro. <laughs> I mean, their branding has not been updated since the most recent turn of the century. <laughs> No, I def- definitely don't think it has. Putting the Volkswagen bug in your logo is a bold move. What? That I appreciate. They did? What are you talking about? It's on there. Uh, I'll, I'll put, a, I'll put oh, a post in the, uh, some the, the U-Drive card. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, sorry, not technically their logo. <laughs> Just on the homepage of their website. I see some Sherbert. Yeah, they've got good sherbet. Yeah, that's one thing you can't find in North Carolina is good ice cream. <laughs> yeah, it's only it's only here. Let's just make it sound really desolate here, and then people will come and we'll just have it's everything they want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're absolutely perpetuating stereotypes about the South right now. Hold on, I'm trying to think of where the closest Chipotle and Moe's is. There's one in Newburn for me. Yours is in Wilmington. But see, at least in Wilmington, we there are good there's good food all over the place. Leland, Southport. There's no if you guys are ever in Wilmington, go to Islands Burritos or Islands Tacos. Or Flaming Amy's. Those are both yeah. good. Go to Flaming Amy's during Thanksgiving and get <laughs> uh turkey chonga. Oh yeah. That's With what the you gotta do. Cranberry sauce in it. And don't forget the gravy. I like their what? pineapple salsa. Yeah. Yes, Courtney. It is a gravy? it is a fried turkey chimichanga that you can dip in gravy and cranberry sauce. Okay, so it's like a fusion of Thanksgiving fare. Mex- <laughs> Tex Mex. Yeah. Okay. North Carolina Mex. Yeah. <laughs> it is really weird how many places down here, Mexican and taco places, don't serve guacamole. Yeah. I don't know why that is. They don't. Mm-mm. Yeah, I just skip it. I guess it's too humid. This is good. This is good audio. This is a really good show so far. We ask the hard hitting <laughs> questions yeah. over here. Well, okay, if we can continue the uh, the guacamole conversation if you want, but also we can move on because there's only one place that has good guacamole in all of Wilmington. Where's that? Beer Barrio downtown. I've never been there. You should go. I need to hang good. out downtown more. Um, Trevor Van Meter, TDM, yeah. his shirts and stuff. Um, I can't believe he has a store down there. It just seems so random. Mm-hmm. It's in a pretty random place too. But what's funny is that building that he's in. Yeah, you guys, it's heytvm.com if anyone wants to check out his stuff. He has really, really cool stuff. Uh, it's funny, his building though is right across the way from Untapped's parking lot. And oh, I okay. and I always saw that building, and I always thought how cool it would be to have a, like a little design shop in there. And then a year ago, maybe, maybe not even that, he opened it up in there, and it's like he did such he like completely changed the building. It's really great. Wow. Yeah. Is there a coffee shop there too, or? <clears throat> There's bespoke on the corner of the block, the other corner of the block. Okay. Yeah. It's a historic been. building. Yeah, it's historic. Mm-hmm. I've never hung out in Wilmington that much. Just well, like. Until recently, I've been freelancing, and I was just not in a good place, like 
mentally just struggling to find work and stuff. And so I was like, I, I don't have time to go to Wilmington and find the cool spots to hang out. Yeah. But now, like, I've got a day job. I'm getting in a better place. Maybe I can actually get up there. And I actually reached out to him on Instagram and just said, like, that you had told me to say hi to him and that we should hang out because I think you did at one point. I did, yeah. And um, I actually maybe like, doing the dye. Like, you know, I've been doing the, the tote bags and shirts and stuff for Die by the Sea. Mm-hmm. I may be dyeing some shirts for him that he'll be selling. Like nice. A special edition. So I need to get up there and get some coffee and say hey yeah absolutely the die by the sea stuff is really cool by the way zach i oh, really love it thanks man you yeah. know amy hood crushed it with that logo dude she crushes it with every logo right That's amazing <laughs> yeah. um but that brings up an interesting point too is you seemed really plugged into the creative scene in wilmington in that area what what is it like up there uh, I don't, uh, maybe I made it sound different. <laughs> I don't, I mean, there's, it's burgeoning, I think. Um, is, it there, is there one? Yeah. I mean, so you've got Freaker, right? Do you guys know what the Freakers yeah, Freaker are? Feet. Yeah. yeah. Freaker feet. And then like, they started off as the, the bottle. They're not koozies. I don't want to call them a koozie. Like, um, it's like bottle condoms. It's basically. like a sock. It's like yeah, a, it's yeah, like that's a, a much better. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sweater for your bottle or yeah, any container. They have funny phrases. Yeah. Like yoga makes me fart is one that I see. That's yeah. a great one. That's and there, it's that, there it's are, that kind of South Park humor we're trying to yeah. really <laughs> nail. <laughs> Definitely gotta reach out to the demographic with the yeah. freakers. But they, they have like really cool illustrations and um on their on their freakers which is really interesting because it's woven. Um, so I'm actually really impressed with how they're able to do that. Um, then I think their original designer broke off and started a branding agency called oh. Brand Engine, uh, which is also in downtown Wilmington. Um, and he does some, some pretty cool work. Um, I, and I, I feel awful because I don't remember his name, but I've chatted with him a couple of times. He's a cool guy. Um, it's not Zach, is it? Zach is the found. No, Zach was the founder of Freaker. Yeah, no, it's not Zach. Zach, Zach is a very interesting character. Anyone who's listening should head over to YouTube or somewhere where you can find old clips and episodes of Shark Tank. Because he was on Shark Tank and he is a trip. I'll, I'll um, try to find that and put that in the show notes yeah. too. And Wilmington, you'll see him down downtown at the cigar shop right there on front and, and market. He's always out there. Justin Michener, yes, the founder at Brand Engine. Yeah, Justin, that's right. Cool. Um, yeah, so there's that guy. There's um, Trevor, who we already mentioned. Um, and I've worked with a handful of like film kind of companies. Yeah, lots of that but, stuff. And they're they're all really cool. And this is not a knock against those guys. And I think a couple of them listen to this, and they'll, I think they'd agree with this. Um, they're the ones that stuck around and found the local work when Hollywood left. Mm. Yeah. Cause if anything hurt creative in this part of North Carolina, it was those terrible laws that didn't need to be passed a couple years ago that yep. they tried to ram through. And then they, so not only was that bathroom stuff awful and 
not necessary, but then they took away tax cuts. Yeah. That were actually helping everything. I mean, yep. And so everybody that was here that I talked to moved to Atlanta because that's where the work went. Yeah. Or to Raleigh. If you can find work there. Courtney, you've done some work in Raleigh too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Raleigh Durham. Yeah. Mainly through other marketing um, firms. Yeah. Which is nice and stable. Yeah, that's good stable work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bath so many, so many companies didn't come or left because of the bathroom bill and then the tax cuts took all of the most of the film industry out. And thankfully they're starting to get some of that back, I think. But um, Swamp Thing is now filming. Well, it was. They actually canceled it after two episodes. Oh, did they? <laughs> Yeah, but I think that was more on Swamp Thing than (laughs) in North Carolina. But you're right. That is a sign of hope, something that big. I mean, it was like 1.5 million an episode or something. Yeah. Wow. And I think there's a couple, I think there's a couple projects either filming right now or at least scheduled to film too. I heard about Halloween. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Halloween here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yep. So it's coming. I think it's coming back. That's a good sign. I hope so. How is it up in Cincinnati? Um, like film in general or? No, just like the creative. Like, do you feel plugged in and connected? Did you know people up there? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know anyone here. Okay. Um, so How where far are you from Cleveland? Because I can connect you to some people in Cleveland. I'm, I'm a good clip from Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> so Cleveland's at like the very top and I'm at the very bottom. Um. Like Columbus. I went to school in the South. You, my geography is always good. It's going to get. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Okay. So, Kentucky, that's South. Mm-hmm. We're right, yeah. we're right above Kentucky, right on the okay. river. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Cincinnati has been good because there's lots more. I mean, it's a bigger town, obviously. It's a city. It's, um, there's a lot. So, if you hop on Meetup and type in design, you're going to get a good amount of stuff coming up. Um, mm-hmm. And so since I primarily work in UX and interaction design, um, th- those are pretty much the, the folks that I've been meeting. Um, there's an agency around here that has like a coffee hour every Friday morning, uh, which I've been to a couple of times and um, get to hang out with the people that work there. People from outside of that company will come in and talk. They, oh, that's cool. they have a barista come in <laughs> and make lattes and pour overs and that kind of stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then, so the company I work for here, it's called Engage Partners, and they're a consultancy. Um, so they're just now kind of starting to ramp up their UX uh, program. So up until now, it's primarily been like QA and development. Okay. Um, so we've got like a small UX practice, um, three like designers, and then we have a couple of people that are more skilled in research. Um so we're actually really trying to nail down what our practice looks like right now. But uh, part of that company, so they're a certified B Corp. Um, so they uh, are really interested in doing stuff in the community, uh, having a lot of transparency. Um, they focus a lot on volunteer work. And they also focus a lot on um, getting their people out into the communities that they they practice in. So part of that means that like I'm, pretty much required to like go to a certain amount of meetups or um you know be involved in that design community and so i sometimes can shy away from doing that stuff um i don't like going where there's a lot of people or networking networking is 
a terribly dirty term to me and I <laughs> yeah I know it's necessary and I know I should be better at it which I'm working on um anyway so you know I I have to go out and kind of be in that community and um it's been really good for meeting other people um just moving to a larger city in general like when the first week we were here I my wife and I went out to a bottle shop and uh we were talking to some people there at the bar and he was like, Oh yeah, I work, you know, I'm a UX designer. And I was like, this would never, this would never happen in Wilmington. I would never just go to a bar and meet a UX designer. <laughs> I mean, it's a possibility. Sure. There's more than just me in Wilmington, obviously. Um, but not, not many more. Um, and so, you know, it's, uh, the community is a lot more full here. Um, so there's a lot more to do. Um, you've got, there's conferences coming here. We have a, we have an AIGA chapter here, whatever your feelings on, are on the AIGA. Um, you know, so there's stuff here, um, which is good. I, I like it a lot as far as the creative community. Yep. Stuff. Creative. <laughs> I haven't heard either one of those words used in a very long time when it's actually getting out and reaching people. Courtney, we need to figure out a way to find these people in Wilmington and the area we're kind of in and bring them somewhere. Yeah. Maybe find a coffee shop. Yeah. I did start a meetup group. We have almost, what is it, 40 members. We just have to get make them it into a place and hope that one of them does designy things. <laughs> we'll see what the audience is like. I'm sure there's a lot to learn. You know, Trevor in Wilmington is really, I think he's, he wants to get a uh, more of a community feeling in Wilmington for designers and artists. So, um, you know, he's been working on, he has like a little courtyard next to his shop. Mm -hmm. So he's been working on getting that in order. He's going to start doing drink and draws, I think at Bespoke, that coffee shop. He's um, been trying, well, like following on Instagram, it seems like he's starting up a free art drop. For the yeah. last two or three, two three weeks, he's been dropping shirts downtown yeah and uh i don't know who started i know jason craig down in augusta is incredible at it i've actually he's done a couple workshops just teaching people to do free art drops you know who else does that he's down in lakeland um oh gosh i forget his name uh i shouldn't forget because i'm pretty like well connected to people he knows and his family. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I forgot the name of a man who has created most of the posters in my office. So, sorry, Jim from Print Mafia. I'll never do that again. <laughs> it happens. I was gonna say I see Does a couple it? of Draplin posters. So I yeah, there's Draplin and OK Pants. McDonald's poster. I I can't tell that story again. I'm not going to do it. No. <laughs> um, I think maybe I just hadn't thought about it. Or I've forgotten about it. But talking about how much community and like disconnected people are down here, it it feels like one of those you don't know what you got till it's gone kind of things. Because like when we were in Atlanta, Beth and I before we moved here, you could throw a rock and hit a designer in Atlanta. Yeah. And then you get into a fight because you shouldn't throw rocks. But that's the cool. Is being a designer still the cool rock star job now? Is that still what people are trying to go after? For a while, it was photographer. 
like that was the cool anybody can go get a camera and become a photographer but now i feel like designer and ui ux this is what people are like i'm gonna do that when i grow up yeah i i mean i feel like i run into that a lot with ux um like i use an app i can do this yeah (laughs) well yeah i know that is very prevalent especially in organizations that you might work for Um, look i have figma pulled up look what i can make yeah well luckily luckily they don't know about figma yet (laughs) they they just know about paint so wait wait paint oh ms paint yeah i'll definitely get some like here's here's an idea i was thinking about and i mocked it up in paint for you Turn of the century. Oh, are you? You're not joking. Yeah, speaking of, no, no, I'm really not joking. MS yeah. Paint. Yep. I didn't know didn't it was know still. It. I thought Microsoft stopped, stopped making paint. No, I think they just call. It, I think it's called like Paint Pro or something now. It still exists. Hmm. Believe it or not, I just I haven't even worked in an organization where there are Windows machines around, so I just haven't run into it before. You know, I have been asked to animate for, like, um. What is what Microsoft's is Microsoft? present PowerPoint? PowerPoint. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I guess I, I guess could. I guess I could make a gift for you to drop There's in an there. animation curve in there, but it's not going to look as good as this stuff, I guess. Hmm. MS Paint. Yeah. Jeez. But yeah, I, I mean, it, talking about that stuff, like I, I'm definitely a believer in the de- democratization of design. I think we can teach it. I think people can learn it. Um, but I think you can't, you can't be a marketing manager and also, also, you know, build up your design chops at the same time. At the same time. I mean, you can cer- certainly you can, if that's your focus, if you, yeah, I'm going to go home and I'm going to read some tutorials and really delve into all of this stuff. Yeah, of course you can learn it. But if you're relying on your day job to develop those skills, that's, probably not going to happen. And I think coming from a, the startup world at untapped where everyone's kind of like, everyone sort of knows where they are, where their divisions lie. And, you know, we trust the other people that are in those positions, right? Like I'm not going to tell the sales manager how to increase sales for untapped for business. Um, you know, I think sometimes in the corporate world, it's a little, when you have all, of, we didn't ha- even have marketing, a marketing division at untapped. Right. So, wow you know, the app that I'm working on now is a product of marketing. It's not, you know, it's not a, it's not a product focused company. So no one's like thinking about products that they can spin up and and make into these services. It's like marketing is like, Oh, we can market our services better if we have this app. So Mm -hmm. let's design this app. Um, So it's, it's a very fine line that you have to walk with like marketing and development and, um, making sure that everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you definitely will get the PowerPoint mock-ups from the market. <laughs> Is that a different, are you approaching the whole thing different? Like where it's now the means to an end as opposed to being the whole point of the thing? Yeah. Well, what's been interesting about this uh, assignment that I'm on right now is that I think in, in creating this project and this app, they've realized how much it affects the whole organization and how many touch points there are, um, like interdepartmental. Um, so they've actually started making some new hires and it seems like I'm sort of shielded from it a little bit since I'm a consultant, 
but it seems like they're really trying hard to make a shift to a more more of a product focused uh, organization um, than just your traditional like marketing sales. Um, it's a travel nursing recruitment service is what I'm working oh. on right now. So um, you've got the people trying to get the nurses jobs and you've got the marketing team trying to bring those nurses in. Um, and you have all of like this, you know, very, it's very top heavy when it comes to executives and middle management. Um, so it seems like they're trying to change the way that looks. Um, so it's been interesting here, uh, just seeing how that transformation works. Um, you know, at, at untapped, it was a product organization and it kind of worked the way you would assume a startup works or, you know, a software company works in here. Uh, this works more like, you know, a fortune 500 kind of corporation. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting seeing the transformation. It's interesting being a part of it. And it, what's really interesting is that people are coming to me for advice about it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Which is, it, yeah, it is really nice. Um, Cause that shows a level of trust that you've earned. People yeah. don't just ask you for advice if they don't think you're going to give them good advice. Right. And I, so it's, that's been really interesting too, switching to consulting work. Um, I'm coming in as the expert mm -hmm. and that's the way that I've been sold to them by my, my organization, right? Like Ryan's the UX expert. He's going to come in and he's going to have answers to, you know, most of your questions or at least find them out or, um, you know, send you to someone who can answer them. And I, it's not that, I don't think untapped trusted me. That's certainly not the case. Um, but I think it's a, it was definitely a different dynamic. Um, no, for sure. You always trust the guy down the street a little bit more than the guy that's lived there for years. I don't know why. It's just part of how people work. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's that's been a really interesting shift and I think a, a positive one about consulting work. I was really nervous about doing consulting work. Is that um, a weird transition going from kind of that where they're seeking you out to doing the design stuff you're doing for the t-shirts are you still doing that oh the breaking tea stuff yeah yeah um is that yeah i mean that's switching back and forth between those mindsets no or i don't think it a so relief? it's a re it's a relief for me so i i mean ux is my bread and butter um but i also love doing branding yeah and i also love doing t-shirts and illustration although i don't really consider myself much of an illustrator um, it's fun to do all that stuff. So that's kind of a decompression thing for me. Like if I get home and they send me a Slack and they're like, Hey, can you do a t-shirt tonight? I'm like, yes, I can do that. I'll sit down and decompress. It's you broken know. tees, right? Uh, breaking tees. Breaking tees. Okay. Yeah. Is it all sports related stuff? So it is now they were, so the, the whole point of this is to like kind of seize on this cultural moment. And it's usually a tweet or, um, you know, for example, with the U.S. women's national team mm. um, recently, you know, there were all of these kinds of uh, all of these like really viral moments that you can seize, right? Like the the tea thing, um, you know, that oh, turned into a breaking yeah, T-shirt. So good. And I, I think that 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 was a T-shirt, you know, a few hours after it happened. They had it up on their site pre-selling. Um, so that's how fast that's actually pretty difficult to turn crank something out that fast. Mm -hmm. um, Cause some of the t-shirts they do are like fairly elaborate illustrations, um, which would take me much longer than three hours to yeah. do. Um, so that's really cool. But yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a release for me. It's being able to still be creative, but 
channel that to a different outlet. Um, yeah, so that's that's what branding and, and those t-shirts really do for me is kind of give me a chance to keep my chops up in those other areas. Um, so are you from North Carolina? Nope. Okay, I, where are you from? I was born in Roanoke, Virginia. Okay. And I moved to Cleveland, Tennessee. And that's where I grew up, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I lived there from 19... 80 late eighties. And I moved from, I moved in 2007 to Tampa. Now did and you live in Roanoke or just outside of Roanoke? I lived in Roanoke. I was like, you're from you're South from Boston, Boston and you're just lying to sound cool. Cause people know what Roanoke is. <laughs> no, no one knows where South Boston is. Yeah. Well, I don't either. I'm from Danville, Virginia. Do you know where that is? Oh, I know where Danville is. Yeah. Yeah. South Boston yeah. is uh, South Boston. like, if you're going, um, was it 53? To Roanoke from Danville. What's that highway? I don't know. Anyway, it's over that way. But um, so you grew up in the South. You're from the South. You lived in Wilmington, Cincinnati, arguably North. If we're going to go with the guidelines from down here, you know, if you can get your yeah. your bitter, your bitter Southern, Southern membership, membership in Cincinnati, I don't know or not. I well, I can tell you that I can because I have one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Got my book right. The book they did like a couple of years ago. It's a good book. I, I love Bitter Southerner. Yeah. I was just reading their article about uh, Southern noir books uh, and authors today. It's, everyone check it out. Go support Bitter Southerner if you don't already. But yeah, please. Um, now you're up there. You're working with a consulting company, the sports company, both of which can sometimes – generally fall in a more conservative mindset when you're getting into business consulting. It's really, at least in my experience, maybe it's limited. There's a lot of conservative stuff. And even Wilmington is like a light in the darkness. If you <laughs> sometimes, if you will, Leland's not always, I guess Rale Raleigh Durham is more of the light in yeah. North Carolina. Um, but I know you volunteer for a lot of left leaning companies you weren't supposed to find that out, Seth. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, how has it been difficult? Have you been, are there any struggles trying to reconcile those two? Do you have to reconcile those? How's that playing out for you the last couple no. of years? I mean, so I started, so Ragtag is the uh, leftist organization you're talking about, Zach. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's ragtag, ragtag.org. And basically what they do, it was founded by someone who worked on the Obama 2012 campaign. Um, <clears throat> and she started it after our most recent election. And uh, so her intention was to really start getting folks in tech rallied around some of these uh, Democratic candidates that would be running in the midterm. Um, so the focus is really just getting them resources, helping them get websites up. I mean, we put up Squarespace websites every week for candidates that are popping up. Um, so there's definitely a focus on like just getting them something nice and up quickly and getting them out in, in public uh, from a tech vantage point. Um, so they offer a lot of resources to people working on the campaigns. Uh, there's a um, something they have called Campaign Help Desk. And that's like essentially a help desk for anyone working on a campaign that, you know, needs essentially any type of resource, um, you know, advice on tech stuff. Uh, where can we go to do this? Where, where can we go to get this done? 
Um, you know, here's how you integrate ActBlue with, you know, different services that you have, which is ActBlue is the, uh, like a donation uh, module that you can throw on your website or. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they do a lot of different stuff like that. Um, I joined up. Um, this is funny. I, I worked with a guy named Daniel Ryan back. I met him in Cleveland um, and we did a lot of stuff uh, sort of around each other and like in music and um, tech in that area. And um, I've kept up with him over the years and he worked on the Obama campaign as well. And um, one day I happened to like think about him. And I said, oh, I wonder what Daniel's up to. And he had just come on staff at Ragtag. Um, so. Uh, that was my impetus for joining Ragtag, but it's been really cool. I've done a little bit of web stuff, but mostly I've kind of done more branding over there, which is fun. That's what I've always kind of, it's not, it's been really good. It's hard to do stuff on a really quick turnaround, like which is required kind of at Ragtag. Um, But it is nice to break into that area. Uh, That's a lot of the stuff I would like to move toward, whether in UX or branding, like I, I really want to do some work within civics um, and helping brand a campaign is, you know, one thing that I've really always wanted to do. So, um, you know, it's, it's fun to get in sort of on the ground level there. What was uh, left of center? Uh, left of center is an organization. They're up in Massachusetts mm-hmm. uh, and they, they're essentially a pack, um, okay. but they just support uh, various democratic candidates. Yeah, which is the same thing that uh, uh, Bluegrass Voters Coalition is doing. Yeah. Yep. And that's the that's one of the most recent things that I've done over at Ragtag is is their branding. Oh, so you did it. You helped those two through Ragtag. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Now, have you had any backlash? Like I, I threw those two companies, not the companies under the bus, but those entire industries. The sports complex (laughs) and consulting kind of threw those under the bus. Have you had any fallout or feedback or anything? Everybody's pretty, pretty cool with it. I, it's not something that I hide. Yeah. I don't talk about it that much. Um, which you like not, I just, I don't like to talk about the volunteer stuff. I do that much. And that could be with ragtag or anything else. That's because um, you're a decent human being who doesn't like <laughs> making a show out of themselves. Yeah, I appreciate I, that. Yeah, I'm not trying to do that. I'll certainly talk about it. Um, sure, sure. I mean, I throw but, it in your face. You kind of have to. Yeah, we're recording. I mean, it, you're talking it, about it. <laughs> at, at Untapped, I mean, certainly I worked with some some people that are conservative, and we just kind of are. We just sort of knew what each other's predilections were and left it alone. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's yeah, it's a really weird time <laughs> just to be in this country. And part of me is terrified for my kids what they're going to grow into. But every now and again, there's little things that kind of remind you, like a lot of what seems so weird now. And again, I'm speaking from a place of privilege. The stuff that I struggle with is a lot different than what most people in this country struggle with. And kind of that fear of what's going to happen but um just what are they going to have to like uh, uh trying to raise kids that would want to be um partners to help to be allies for people that really need support 
but what are they going to have to help fight against? That's the kind of stuff that's scary. But then you kind of remember why everything feels so weird now is because the voices that used to just meet in secret now have these platforms. Basically, the the far extremes on both sides now have megaphones that we can't seem to escape from. They're in the ultra minority. <laughs> They're the smallest group of people, but they can scream the loudest because they're old and angry. Or on the left side, because there's plenty of people on the left I don't agree with necessarily, you know, the far, the violence and stuff like that. Holy shit. You know what it just said? Like I said, it almost sounds like I said there's bad guys on both sides. Yeah. yeah. That's mm. not <laughs> Sorry. I take that back. Let's just, but the extremes are the ones screaming loudest. Yeah. And most people are just trying to keep their kids fed and trying to just move forward. Yeah. And unfortunately, some of those days are dead because you can't, while the loudest, the craziest voices are also the loudest. We're also seeing the stuff that's been kept secret for so long. Yeah. Like I've, like I've, I've actually I've heard, heard people say, say police didn't used to do stuff like this 30 years ago. And it's like, they did. It just, everybody, everybody didn't have cameras. Yeah. Filming it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's different. Um, you got to find those, those little places where you can try to make a difference, you know? And I, that's what Ragtack is about for me, I think, is just, you know, there's a place where I can use the skills that I have to, you know, make a difference. And it's, that, it's a little weird. You know, you, I, there might be one or two projects I've run across at Ragtag where it's like, uh, I don't know if I'm fully on board with the things this candidate is saying. Yeah. Um, but you just don't take that project, I guess. Um, I, that's the only weird thing with Ragtag for me. Um, but no one is like, why didn't you take the project? I mean, there's tons of volunteers over there. Someone's going to take the project. And you can take the viewpoint that it's like, okay, well, you just need to start changing administrations and um, you know, getting other people in. Um, I don't necessarily take that view, but, you know, I do, I do want to help the people I can, who I agree with. And, um, you know, hopefully that, hopefully that helps make a change. And there is something to be said, like in these moments where everyone is angry about something that at least people are doing something. Yeah. Like it sucks what's coming from the top, but I've never seen protest in the levels that we've seen in this country since he came into office. And it sucks that they're needed, but it's, you know what I'm saying? At least people are like, oh, we can do something, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, I, I say this as a person who just left the South, I guess, but um, I, I do have some hope too for uh, you know, Southeastern America. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, I just, I was, I meet new people every day or had been who, you know, were conservatives, um, you know, still held a lot of traditional views politically, who were starting to realize the stuff that was happening and going on. And we're starting to say, you know, hey, it doesn't matter who's saying this, but what they're saying is right. Like there, there's some stuff going on that's not good that needs to change. You know, this is, isn't what we're about as a country. Um, so uh, <laughs> let's start 
let's start calling our representatives. Let's start doing what we can to make a change. And um, that's that really gives me hope. You've got people from two different sides of the aisle in the South, like starting to starting to work together. Um, you know, I want to see more of it clearly. Um, you know, but it's going in the right direction. I think Atlanta's Atlanta's starting to spider out to the rest of the the South. <laughs> Atlanta's fine. <laughs> it was all the parts around Atlanta that were like, I know guys like killer Mike always said stuff like that. He's like, I'm, I feel safe, perfectly safe in Atlanta. It's Alpharetta where I started having issues with the ice raids coming up or have happened or being threatened and not happening or <laughs> whatever is actually going on. I just, I can't imagine having to put your kids to sleep at night and worrying about that. And I don't think anyone is fully supportive of breaking laws coming into the country. The bigger, I mean, with what we're, how we're treating refugees, there's a, Oh, I can't remember his name. I just read it this morning. There's an American citizen that's been in an ICE center for three weeks. We're recording this July 23rd, and he's been locked up for three weeks. He's an American citizen born in Dallas, and they won't let his mom or lawyers talk to him. I just, we keep, I keep going back to the idea of like, and it's not my joke. I don't remember, I've heard it in so many places. It's like, uh, like white people being afraid of being the minorities in this country. It's like, what's, is there a problem with how we treat minorities in this country? What are you, what are you worried about? <laughs> you know, fix that stuff. I just, uh, I can keep complaining about other stuff. People like, uh, Natalie Portman being Thor in the next movie. Like, why are people getting mad <laughs> about that? Or like, uh, a new blade movie. Anytime, oh, Black Ariel. Do you guys remember the anger about Black yeah. Little Mermaid? Yeah, that's actually the last, the most recent one I've heard of. <laughs> Come on. I haven't even heard of the other two. Um, the new Bond movie. I don't know if people are mad about that, though. No, because they went, she's not James Bond. She just has yeah. the same code name. Hmm. And, you know, I don't even know if she gives 007. She may not get 007. Well, I, I'm so out of the loop on film. <laughs> I just don't know any of these things. I was hoping Idris Elba would be the next Bond. Yeah. No, he's in Cats instead, which is a whole nother. <laughs> I did see screenshots of that. That is creepy. That does that not. Is... Uh, <laughs> I feel bad for making fun of Sonic now. Yeah, well, I saw someone post like a side by side of Cats and Sonic. It's like, did they? Which <laughs> which one is more creepy? And I'm not, I'm not sure, honestly. I'll take yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably the the fake cat titties are probably scarier than uh. <laughs> I didn't see that. Well, they, you know they're in like skin tight, but then they put fur on everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the whole thing is bizarre. Idris Elba is one of the sexiest men on this planet, and he still looks terrible in that. <laughs> mm -hmm. What were you going to say? I'm sorry, right? I don't remember. <laughs> Stuff about cats, I guess. Cats. Uh, yeah. This country's in the shithole. Yeah. <laughs> we should, we should, uh, we should 
We should take the high road at this point. What's the, what's the Mr. Rogers quote? Look for the heroes. Whenever you see the bad stuff happening, look for the heroes. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know that quote, but that's a good one. There's more. I think it's something like his, whenever he was scared as a kid, his mom would tell him that. I don't know where there's a lot of heroes right now, though. There, there's plenty of heroes. There's got to be out there, but they don't show them on, you, you don't hear about them on the news. And it's still the old adage of, you know, violence and bad news gets ratings. Yeah, that's true. But them sharing the good stuff won't be on there. Like, I think 3,100 prison whatever this prison reform thing is probably won't be on the news i heard it on the news this morning zach was it you did (gasps) see nice maybe it's just because i don't watch the news that probably doesn't help either does it i try to consolidate it into these little snippets and then they only give you the bad stuff so i need (laughs) to watch whatever you're watching right (laughs) just listen well npr gives you both yeah I started I mean, listening to Up like First, and it's all just like, womp, womp, womp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is still definitely a lot of womp, womp, but uh, I find that NPR tries to, like, cover some positive stuff from time to time. I found, I just found an article on, um, I don't know, the, the news station that shall not be named complaining about the prisoners being released, but that's going the opposite direction of what I was trying to do. <laughs> You're bringing it right back down. Yeah. So. Like, no, <laughs> come on, <laughs> help us. Well, we've got folks like you who are actually talented, and then donating those services to people who could actually make a difference. That's would, the hope. I would right? put you in the hero category. Oh, I don't, I don't like this talk. Well, you don't have to, and you can't put yourself there, but I can lift you up because yeah. I haven't done jack shit to help in 2020, <laughs> and you've already made four websites, so. <laughs> I do what I can. Yeah. <laughs> you can join Ragtag with me, Zach. There you go. Do they need any some, animators? I was going to say you can make some animations, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We're, the internet is animations. That, this, this is very true. Um, we'll get there. So, what's so what which is your favorite Disney Junior show to kind of distract yourself from the shitstorm we're in? Mm, uh, so, <laughs> my kids, we don't have Disney Junior. They're three and one. Well, almost four and almost two. Okay. Well, <clears throat> fuck you, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally what I just said. <laughs> oh, he's a three and one. What was that scene in the office? The, the, uh, when you're giving birth, your labor pains five and seven seconds apart. Other oh, oh, six seconds. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> um, they're, they're almost four and almost two. And yeah, you are you telling me you don't have a TV too? No, God, okay. no. Okay. All right, I wouldn't, wouldn't even be able to survive without television. Right. Uh, no, we just don't have cable or Disney streaming. Gotcha. So we have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. I'll send you a password when we get off of here. <laughs> okay. But my kid's current jam is uh, Tiana, Princess and the Frog. They're mm. all about some Tiana right now. Yes. Previous to that, it was Mulan. All right. Um, and then Ariel, the Little Mermaid. And I don't, yeah, they like the Disney stuff. My son loves Ariel. And I get a lot of jokes like, oh, he must think she's pretty or something. But I asked him, I was like, why do you like her so much? He's like, oh, because she's curious like I am. I was oh. like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll roll with that. I like that. We're, she's also really into PBS kids TV shows. There's some good so, ones on there right now, yeah. though. Peg Plus Cat. I watched that show without yeah, my Molly, kids. <laughs> Molly of Denali is really good. That's brand new. That it just came out the other week. It's Molly is this little girl that does vlogs, and she lives in the, the Yukon in Alaska. Okay. Yep. It's really cool. So it's a real person. Uh, no, it's a cartoon. Oh. Yeah. So She's now we're, like, we're at the point where we come full circle. Cartoons yeah, about vlogs. Yeah, we're absolutely full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's not tweeting or anything, but yeah, yeah, she's on MySpace. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the kids love the PBS Kids, so that's their that's their thing, and that's by proxy my thing. I pretty much watch that exclusively now. <laughs> Yeah, the rule in our house is that they can't watch anything that we don't want to watch or that we can't stand. Yeah, that's a good rule. They were trying to argue with me the other day. And I, I've mentioned this on the show too, but I keep telling them, they're like, I told them they had to try this new cartoon on Disney. And they're like, well, we're not going to like it. And I'm like, everything that you like, I've introduced you to. There's- <laughs> so, so just give it a shot. It can't There's- be that bad. There's a couple really cool, stylistically anyway, cartoons out. Uh, mm-hmm. Puff and Rock, for example. Yeah. But all those shows that are re- have really neat animation um, and are really cool stylistically, my kids hate. So I can't even watch those. <laughs> Ours is the opposite of like showing them cartoons. They're like, oh, this is too old. But then they started watching Tom and Jerry. like, And it was as if, <laughs> it's like, like you can't get older than that. I know. And they're like... Uh, their minds are just they can't under comprehend it they're like this is That's amazing funny. where has this been i was like you don't like watching old cartoons they're like but this is good <sighs> kids they're crazy yeah. it's like drunk, drunk roommates <laughs> most of the time yeah. yeah food and food all over your floor sleeping complaining about like things they have to do <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, you have to go to school. That's just, that's no ifs, ands, or buts, because I am old. I don't know. I've ever told my kids no ifs, ands, or buts. I don't know if I have, but I'm going to try to work that into a conversation today. I haven't. I definitely tell my four-year-old no whining, no crying. (laughs) Uh, I used to say, and then um, I told my daughter to go rub dirt and a scratch on her knee one time. And she did. <laughs> and now Beth won't let me say that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But it was after her mom had cleaned and bandaged the cut. She's like, look at my oh. scratch. And I'm like, oh, you'll be fine. Rub some dirt in it. And she went and did it. The end. <laughs> no more parenting for you, Zach. No. I am always constantly surprised that people continue to let me parent. (laughs) What does that mean? What am I talking about? I'm not sure that ever goes away. No, I love, I love those little monsters. They make everything a little bit more interesting, except going to target. And there, now we've brought this full circle. (laughs) Cause targets, the only cool toy store there is anymore. They're bringing toys R us back. Are they? What? Yeah. Yeah. Let me go find this article in my Slack now. What is probably, it going to be? Uh, it's going to be Toys R Us. 
but I mean, is it like a full blown huge store again, or are they doing like a KB Toys or? Let's see. Toys R Us back from the dead will open U.S. stores in 2019. That's uh, this year. That's this year. I know it's probably like a FAO Schwartz situation. Okay. Or I, I bet someone bought them and they're going to reopen it. If but um, I'm not going to go back through and read the article so we can actually have an informed discussion. <laughs> not on this show. Have you listened to this show before? <laughs> No, it's okay. Oh. I've listened to this show. I feel I feel weird being on the show because you have guests who are like way more talented than I am. Hey, hey Ryan. You're there. You're yeah. there, buddy. <laughs> you did it. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. I don't I don't know if it's a good thing or not. Well, you've got some pretty cool people on this show. I've listened to the episodes. Oh, you're pretty cool. Well, thanks. I was trying to find my Bitter Southerner book, but I can't find it. Oh, there it is. It's behind Mickey Mouse. Is it the cookbook? No, it's um the best of Bitter Southerner volume one. Oh, nice. Just a collection of articles. Cool. You should get your, your Die by the Sea stuff up on there. On Bitter Southerner? Bitter Southerner? Yeah, they have a shop. Oh wow! Yeah, you could probably do that. Huh? That would be cool. Sometimes I forget that those bags are any good. Yeah, they're really cool. Thanks. They're a lot of fun to make. Um, well, Ryan, thanks for joining us today and having a conversation with us. It's been a blast. Yeah, thanks for having um, me, guys. Is there anything coming up you want to share, or where people can find you online? Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram. If you want. You can, it's a private account. I mean, you can request me. Uh, it's the problem of pain, P A Y N E, like my last name, like the C.S. Lewis book, but a different spelling. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter. That's R P Z. Uh, I made that when Twitter first came out, and I'm embarrassed now of my handle. Uh, but that's R P E E Z Y. I don't tweet about design very often. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I post branding stuff up on Instagram. Um, I'm still on Untapped. You can find me there. The nice. problem of pain there also. Um, and I'm on Dribble, and I, that's just slash Ryan Payne. Um, see a lot of branding and illustration work there. Not too much UX stuff because I don't really feel like Dribble is a good space for that. <laughs> um, that's really about it. Uh, yeah, I would check out Untapped, where I used to work. Um, Left to center, left, center. left yeah, left to center. Blue Bluegrass Voters Coalition, um, and then check out Ragtag, Ragtag.org. Um, we're always open to grabbing more volunteers. It's really not much of a process. You just say you want to volunteer, and someone calls you, and then you can volunteer. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's essentially a Slack channel, basically, um, and there's different, you know, different uh, rooms in the channel and you just kind of hop on wherever you feel like you can help. Um, so yeah, I guess, honestly, that's probably the biggest thing. If you want to help with ragtag, hop on there, ragtag.org. Cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. Like I said, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thank you. And, yeah. Thanks guys. Uh, let's do some credits real quick. Uh, our theme song is everything went quiet and I was eight again by cat beats. 
Uh, you can find us on what is it at Creatoring on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I always how do I fuck that up? <laughs> Just the one thing, the one social media we have at <laughs> Creatoring. Um, yeah, so that's been Courtney. I've been Zach, and um, like we say mm-hmm. at the end of every episode, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't don't be an asshole. I guess that's another. Yeah. But yeah, thanks thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you in uh, two weeks. Bye bye bye. Ryan. Hey guys. Bye. bye. <laughs> thanks for having me. It was fun. And done. <laughs>